Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, October 13th. It's like assembling the prayer warrior team each day as we get ready to like split the skies and bring the heavens into earth, which is exactly what we need to be doing. And just so a quick reminder, on today at after the show at 2 p.m. is the Brighteon TV show. If you want to cruise over there and see me talk on TV, you can do that. <laughs> you'll get a Bard's Overload is what you'll get. That's good. Hey, Patriots, remember as well, we are in a crazy time where they are trying to make you eat bugs. They want you to eat processed, specialized, super-duper fake protein, which probably is going to come from liquefied people. And they want you to feel good about it so you can't let them. And that's we begin by making sure that we're prepping with enough stuff in our life so that you don't ever get caught short. And that's why we have dum dum my Patriot Supply. I am really happy to have them on board because they are the largest supplier of prepping food supplies and in the nation. And they have super high-quality products. It's at a very affordable price for everyone. So if you go to Prepare with Bards, preparewithbards.com you're going to get 20% off on the three month meal packet which includes breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks and delicious snacks they have a really good put chocolate pudding too by the way so that's saving 20% and you're going to get free shipping and they're going to send it in an unmarked box so if you have a triggered woke mail delivery person it'll still get to you and that way also that the those are friends at the FBI that are trying to track everything, won't know what it is unless they get a sniffing dog on it. So head on over to preparewithbards.com and you're gonna you want to get a kit for each of the family members that you have, because that's this stuff lasts forever. It's like 20 years. And that's peace of mind. And I so I have this as part of our stocks. I'm just saying honestly, I mean I, I have baselines like this. We have Lots of prep going on, seeds, and we're growing stuff. We've got an active garden. We're drying stuff right now. We've got meat in the freezer. We're getting ready for the shortage time. But packets like this are absolutely essential because you don't know what's coming. So, again, head on over to preparewithbards.com. The food shortages are coming. Delivery, once you order, is fast. It's free, and you won't be disappointed. Preparewithbards.com gets you 20% off, and that's where you want to be. We are... I don't even know where to begin half these days because every time I think it gets crazy, it gets crazier. So I think I'm going to start with a six-second perspective on where and what's coming out of our school systems. Just listen to this. Or socialism. I would say socialism personally. It allows for people to have more say in the government. Here's why she said that. They are teaching that socialism is the same thing as social media. That socialism originated from social media. And because our children are not getting good instruction at home and because so many parents are outsourcing our children to the groomers, they're growing up believing that socialism is an expression of social media where we all can come together in a true democracy and have our way. That is complete lie and fabrication. Our educators are responsible for pushing this lie. And I'm just going to say it. If you're an educator, you know what you're doing. You know the criminality you're involved with. You know that you're pushing garbage on these kids to screw them up, to force their thinking into thinking queer theory and gender dis- dislocation is okay. And I, I just know that in the end of this justice, when justice comes, you are going to face justice. Now, you may tell yourself, no, you're not. 
you people are all wrong. We got this one. Here's what I know. God's got this thing handled pretty well. And um, you're going to face him one way or the other. I want you to listen to this testimony before we pray today. Keep an open mind. Um, but I, it's really important once we get past the few, first few seconds, if you're uncomfortable with what he says, I'm not. But I want you to hear his message because I think you've been hearing the same thing here. Okay, so I have died and I've come back to life again. And I'm trying to get the message to the world and I don't know how to do it. So I'm just trying to use this social media platform to do this. But um, my message to the world is that the kingdom of heaven is here. It is a spiritual realm that exists within the realm that we are, we are walking in. We just can't see it because it's in a higher dimension. And hell is also here. It's a lower dimension and it is trying to make its way into our dimension. And so when Jesus came to walk the earth, he said, change your minds, repent. That's what that means. Repent, change your minds. The kingdom of heaven is right here. It's right here, guys. It's right here. And so uh, the only way that we can have it here in truth and spirit is if we obey the Lord and his commands or else he is going to give us to, over to the, the prince of darkness of this world, the one in the lower dimensions. He is going to rise into this earth and he's going to um, try to rule over us once and for all. So we can either repent and we can keep things going. We can repent in, to God, the one true God of Israel. There's only one God, guys. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of the promise, okay? The Jews of heart, the ones who have circumcised their hearts. If you can hear me right now, only you can hear me, the ones who have circumcised their hearts. We must, we must prophesy to the world. The whole world has to, has to repent because God has invited the whole entire earth to worship him both Jew and Gentile. He came to break down the dividing wall. And right now, the truth is known and it's evident. And God says, if you follow my commands, then I will bless you and you'll flourish. But guys, right now, our leaders, the leaders of this world are trying to convince us that it's okay to sacrifice our children to Moloch. Moloch is in the Old Testament. Look it up. He's the God of abortion, y'all. So if we do not repent, the Lord is going to let, he has many names, Azazel, Belial, um, Behemoth, the Destroyer, um, uh, the King of the Goats, guys, the Prince of Darkness, the Prince of the Air. He is going to allow him to manifest into this, into our realm. And he's going to say, if, fine, if you want him to be, if you really want him to be your king, then here's your king. That's going to happen eventually. Okay? This is my message. But it will happen to us if we do not repent. And yep. Right there. You better repent. Nation's got to repent. So we kicked off Bart's Fest last year. If you remember, we like, didn't kick it off when their second, third day. We went to a full repenting for the nation. And if you are wondering if there's scriptural basis for that statement, the answer would be yes. That scriptural basis would be 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. It would also be Romans 1, 22 to 33, where God turned them over to their wicked ways and let them live that way. 
even though they knew it was wrong. We must repent as a nation. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Buckle up. Time for some spiritual warfare. Let's bring it. Father, we are here today hearing an inspired message on the reminder to repent as a nation. We as a nation must repent. We know that nations shall be judged. And in this time, nations are being judged. And in this pressure that is being put upon humanity, a time when, unlike no other time, where every single person has been touched by corona, the crown, to make a decision of whether they will follow Moloch and the dark Lord or whether they will turn to you, Father. And in the process, turning to you to repent, to put ourselves before you humbly, repent for our sins as nations, and to unite with you. Father, we pray today, we begin our prayer today on our knees, literally. As we sit before you and we do pour out our hearts, repenting for the sins of this nation and the nations of the world. And no matter where we are, because we are spread across the world, we're before you repenting with our hearts open, praying for our nations, praying for our leadership, praying for the many people in our nations that are still wandering with their eyes on themselves or eyes even worse into the dark Lord's pocket. So, Father, we pray for our nations. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our our people that they will find the strength and the awareness and to open their hearts and to turn to you, humble themselves before you and repent for the sins which our nations have done. Forgive us, Father, for all what has happened. For we have turned children into a commodity on so many levels. We live by dollars. We don't live by faith. We live by consumption of things rather than living by faith. We fill our emptiness it should be filled with the love of Jesus. We fill it with things that tie us to this world. We forget the parables. We forget the parable of the young rich man where the challenge was placed before him to walk with Jesus, your son, our Lord and King, to have the opportunity to walk with him. All he had to do was sell all of his things and to give away his wealth. But as they say, it's easier to put a camel through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. Let us not fall into those traps. So, Father, we pray today for the opening of hearts, for those that are walking with you to to dig deeper, to put ourselves before you more deeply, to pray and pray for the repentance of our nation and and the prayers for mercy on this nation. Hear our prayers, Father. We are, there's good people here, but they are so lost and so trapped in this matrix and lies. And so we also can expect that there's going to be a continual shaking of this world as we watch all of these towers and these temples crumble. And we, and we pray for that, Father, because these temples need to be shaken. People need to be shaken. The things that they've relied on, the things that they've worshipped need to be shaken. The idols, the false idols need to be broken. And the demons need to be exposed. Father, we we pray for this time when we will have a continued rise in the seeking of Jesus. And let us be the ones that can be there to guide them on that path, to bless them on that path, to lead them to Jesus. Within us is the gifts that Christ gave us to walk on scorpions and snakes, 
and serpents to have dominion over evil. We need to own that. And that begins within ourselves. That begins by purifying our hearts. That begins by us putting our eyes truly on Jesus and putting our love into Jesus, Father. So for this remnant that's out here, this remnant that listens and this remnant that prays, let us begin with our own hearts. Let us seek the kingdom within our own hearts, the beauty and glory that Christ offered to us. And let us purify our hearts through that love of Jesus. Let us be humbled. Let us be strengthened. Let us be willing to cast aside anything that hooks us into this earth. Each one of us has things. Each one of us is doing everything we can to to use what is given, to steward what is given for the betterment of of our lives, our families, of our neighborhoods, the betterment of humanity. And we pray that that will continue. But equally, Father, let none of us be hooked by this anchor of things. Let us understand that if called, whatever is necessary, as you direct us, we can walk away from these things to walk into that path that you need us to continue the power of discipleship into this world, the power of spreading the word and the love of Jesus. And let us trust in what has been given. Let us trust in the gifts that were offered, for we can do greater works than he are not things that are said for us to own as an ego rather than for us to trust more deeply in Jesus and to not restrain him, to not restrain you within us, to not say that we can't, but rather say we can, to respond to what you call us to do with an open mind, an open heart, and to be able to stand in this time, to stand in the gap and stand on the wall, to repel an enemy that too many don't believe exists. And not only to repel an enemy, but to subdue an enemy that is lurking and creeping and targeting children, targeting the gifts that you give us each day, targeting our elderly and corrupting the minds of the parents and the many because they don't have the armor to withstand the fight. So, Father, in this time, this army that rises, this army of remnant that stands before you humbly with our hearts, let us also feel the strength and the glory of repentance to be able to rise again and just walk more boldly, more purely, more intensely into this world, to really see the rise of the dread champions of righteousness, to stand before this evil, to not hesitate, to not bow, to trust in all that you put in us and through us, and to walk as obedience to you in everything that you ask us to do, to not hesitate, and to lead this nation, to lead this world to a repentance before you, to ultimately slay the power of darkness and to return this land and this world under your throne. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There is such an important issue here that we have to be repenting. And and I just need to highlight this because too often that word repentance takes on these such negative and dark forms. It takes on this, always this caveat, like we're not worthy. Or if you go into like, I think it's the Coptic Christians are like taking razor blades and whipping themselves on the back going like, I need to slash my back to make myself better. Look, we're not doing that. But we have to be honest with our heart. We have to open up to the darkest of things that hold us back. Part of this is to release the contracts that we've created with darkness so that it can no longer have right to stay within us. 
This world is a contractual base, even in the spiritual realm. And if we are not truly being honest before Jesus and opening up our hearts to everything, even the things you don't even want to talk about, and if we don't speak those things into the open to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and seek repentance, then we are walking with a polluted heart. Part of repentance is to be able to cleanse ourselves, to be able to stand next to the throne. And that's to purify who we are. And that only begins, God knows our heart. He knows our heart better than anybody. But we have to understand that it's our responsibility, our choice of whether we are going to show our heart to God. And so as we pray and as things come to mind, address it, speak it, speak it to Christ, ask for forgiveness, ask for the healing. It's there that we become stronger, not weaker. And the true warrior understands the importance of taking away the burdens of darkness from the heart, those anchors, those hooks, whatever you want to call them, to cast them out and to be able to truly present ourselves in the world each day with a brighter and more powerful light of Christ that moves through us. It gives us fearlessness. It gives us solid anchoring on the rock of faith. And as we confront this world that has so much darkness in it, it will run, it will cast aside. It's amazing what can happen. Here's what we're facing right now. This is from a teacher that teaches kids. I had a fun little conversation with my students yesterday. For those of you who are new, I am very queer. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns and my students know this. But yesterday, I had some boys asking about it and I explained to them, like, here's how you use it, here's an example. We use it in the English language all the time. And they respond with, well, if you're a man, then I can be a woman. And so I looked at him and I said, okay, do you want me to use she, her pronouns for you? And he goes, uh, no. And I responded with, okay, so you're just saying that to hurt my feelings then. And he goes, oh, blah, blah, what? No. Like, yes, you are. You're being a bully. You're being transphobic. And the boys around him kept saying the same stuff. Eventually I shut it down, but... How am I supposed to call parents about this behavior when they're probably the people that they learned it from? How am I supposed to ask parents for help when I know that they're not going to respect me? I hope parents are teaching not to respect it. And I hope parents are pounding home the idea that there's two genders, not 83,000. And I hope that she has a hard time ever finding a parent, it, whatever it is, it's a he, ever has a always has a problem finding a parent that even wants to listen. We are in a place right now where the trans are considered the front shock troops of the time in which we live. They are the ones right now on the front lines where they are literally Satan's shock troops to, to confuse gender. That's their whole purpose, and they know it. And they're taking their fight very seriously. Very seriously. Here's another insight into your public schools. This stuff just gets more more mind-blowing every single day that they're, they're subjecting children to this. The National Teachers Union, the people that are teaching your children, their LGBTQ plus caucus has now issued badges to educators who want to teach kids uh, more about being gay, trans, bisexual, whatever. Um, 
It's the National Education Administration. They've put up a website to teach your kids some things that you probably don't want them to know till after they're an adult. This website has all kind of fun little things that you can see. Everything from allies to bullying to elementary school resources to teen suicide and transgender. They also have reading resources to organize like a sex worker. I think the title's pretty self-explanatory there. Now this is from their website, Teen Health Source. As you can see, they have do-it-yourself sex toys, exploring self-pleasure, fingering and fisting, rimming, vaginal sex, anal play, making safer sex sexy, making sex feel good, porn literacy. Are you shocked yet? Give me a minute. I can keep going. They go in to teach your children about sex acts that don't get enough play, bondage, and finally, domination and sadomasochism. This is what your school-age children are learning, from elementary all the way to high school. These are the people that are spending a majority of the time with your kids sometimes due to work obligations, sports obligations, extracurricular activities. These are the people that are molding your children for what they're going to become in the future. Make sure that you are more involved in your child's education than what you are right now. I get things get crazy and you can't always homeschool your kids. We all have to make sacrifices sometimes, but make sure that you talk to your kids and you know who is interacting with your kids every single day so they're not learning like this. Pages, we have to start working together as community if we're gonna survive this. Now I wanna highlight something again from the, uh, from the church where Pastor Dave Bryan works is it's it's amazing what they've done down there. This is in Yuba City. And the reason I bring this up is one of the things that they've done, which I was really impressed with, is they've set up a co-op that meets once a week. And that's Glad Tidings Church, by the way. So they've set up a co-op where they once a week on Mondays, it doesn't matter your denomination. They even have parents that aren't following Jesus or teaching Jesus material to their children, which is they accept, they bring everybody in that needs help. They help them with filling out the forms for the state of California, and they provide curriculum resources that will help everybody. And their whole idea is meet everybody where they are, bring them in, show them the love of Christ, and guide their children away from the indoctrination camps. And what's happened is it's brought in a large community, and it's been able to take the burden off of parents in some of the areas that they didn't know how to navigate. So it's opened up the opportunity for more people to be able to homeschool. Plus, once a week, the kids come together and the parents come together, and they're able to have a fellowship that grows and builds. And you know what the end of this is because it always works. Once those parents come in that aren't associated with a church or aren't associated with walking in, in a biblical Christian way, they start to see the power of those that are and they come over. And that's exactly what they're doing. So we as a community have to start building our communities. We have to start offering support for parents to get their kids out of these indoctrination camps. They are targeting children on so many levels from the injections, which will permanently screw up their DNA, probably enhance the gender confusion anyway because there's all this other garbage in these injections, 
And then we've got the whole teaching curriculum is designed specifically to break them down, to expose them into the darkness that's out here, to have them filled with the darkness. And as it continues, it will continue to to corrupt their themselves and then to provide them with the steering that they do, which is like, oh, you should be you shouldn't be a boy. You should be a furry. This is what they're doing. This is what's happening in our public schools. We have to work overtime to get our children out. Now, one other thing is we're coming up to Halloween. If you've got neighbors that are celebrating Halloween, do some prayers around their house that their stuff will burn or fall apart or something. I've been doing it. I'm pretty. I'm laughing because God's like doing great work over here. I, I my neighbor across the street's all decorated up for Halloween. They've got a, a ghost and they've got a a cat and every day he inflates it. And every day I pray and every day it deflates completely deflates. And I'm laughing. I'm like, okay, we're having our war. Get people not to celebrate Halloween. Final note. There is a Bards nation Midwest meetup and prayer rally at Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is going to be at the local dairy farm friends fellowship and it's all run by some of our B-dads. So check on Telegram. They've got stuff posted in there. Contacts for this are Flightworks Mary. We've got Punky Puster. And these are nice names. Jay Shaw 11. These are our, these are our heavy hitters here. So head on over there and, and, and join up because they're going to be having some great prayer, great food. There is an entry feed. It's not theirs. It's the festivals. What they did is this big festival's going on with farm stuff, and it's a great festival. It includes everything, food, and all the events. It's like $30 for the adults and $10 for kids. This Our group has rented a barn inside just for the Bards Nation folks. So just so you get don't get confused, it's like, well, welcome is charging so much. It's not their festival, but they're taking advantage of the festival to bring people in and share the the love of Jesus. So head on over there. It's good. If I was there, I'd be there, but it's a little too far for me to drive. Okay. And I, and I think Punky's going to introduce Nephilim again. She's got these Nephilim cookies. I'm telling you, she sent some to me and she, these Nephilim cookies are crazy. Like, I don't know what she puts in them, but they're about the size of my Jeep. And it almost took a, it, it almost took a, a moving truck to bring them to the house. And, like, the guys, when they handed me the box, they're like, dude, what's in these? I'm like, I have no idea. And then I opened them up, and it was, like, cookies made for Nephilim. And they taste so good. I don't know. I, I hear rumors she might have a few there. So you might want to check that out, too. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. We are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. That should be evident. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. And subdue, subdue this enemy. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. We've got a great interview tonight on J6, January 6th stuff. It's powerful. I will tell you, it was transformative for me because I've been cautious about J6, not anymore. There's like 900 and some odd people they've got in prison illegally. You're going to hear all about it tonight. All right, Patriots, until then or until the next time, and re remember, 2 o'clock, I'm on Bright Dion today if you want to listen to more of me. Have a blessed day.
Until then or until the next time, out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. 
we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.